Hi, I'm Mary Michael. Welcome to the Innovate Your Life podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we are constantly inventing through actionable insights to live your best life. Join our weekly podcast for inspirational stories and many innovative blueprints that can help you reach your goals further and faster. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series called Who's in Your Pit Crew? This is where we'll explore the aspects of building your dream team and managing chaos so you can focus on your best life. This idea of building a dream team or a pit crew did not become so important until I joined what I call Team Parent. And with the journey of raising a family with a culture and values, while at the same time rising up to the challenges of a career, I sometimes say it's like a tango dance of managing chaos and having a pit crew would be amazing so we can dance in tune and ultimately achieve life's goals. The best question someone ever asked me was, who was in my pit crew? At first, I thought I could do everything without a dream team. That was such a limiting belief ingrained deep into my mind. And I was pretty much wrong in my assumption that I could be a super mom. As soon as I learned what it meant to be a parent and managing a demanding schedule, sleep deprived, I now realize the value of a dream team and a pit crew driving the same values and acting as a team so we can all live our best life. And when I mean our best life, I also want to mention that it means me time as well or taking care of my sanity. I had to visualize myself as a race car driver. And if I needed to be able to perform at my best possible self. Then, could I be expected to change a tire during the middle of a race and still keep up with the other race car drivers? Absolutely not. A race car driver would go insane if he or she was expected to do everything. This is seriously why parents need a pit crew. There is a wise old saying that says, if you wanna go slow, go alone. If you wanna go fast, go together. This applies to race car drivers, and it also applies to teams that have great attitude and want to see a win-win and work together. This is exactly what I wanted for my family. So I started to look at how I could delegate, which was not easy to do. But also, I wanted to create a winning team environment where not only do I succeed, but my whole entire family succeeds, and anyone who joins my family would win as well. Finding a caregiver to be part of my team parent was not easy at all, and I completely failed a couple times, with trying daycare to trying a nanny, then trying to find somebody absolutely perfect to join the team. For many of my colleagues, this, they sometimes say, feels like a full-time job, and it can take up much of your time, even some of your vacation time, sick time, holidays, it all goes into finding that reliable caregiver. It was not until a colleague mentioned that I tried the au pair program. At first, my gut said no. I don't want anybody living in my house. And the stories that are posted everywhere about young adults looking for another place to party besides their own home country. At first, I was absolutely opposed. Also, my kids were under the age where getting an au pair was even harder. But I actually learned that it was the best thing and my assumptions were wrong. I also had other host parents mentor me in the way, in the way I screened for my dream team. So since becoming a host mom, I am now 
less stressed and can actually think about doing some type of podcast like this one. So my goal is, is with this podcast that we share stories with best practices on how to ultimately build your dream team, or as I say, the family pit crew. Because if we can all share, it's just like that wife saying, if you want to go slow, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. So let's team up host parents and let's find the best possible family pit crew. Hello, and welcome back to Innovate Your Life podcast with Mary Michael. I'm Mary Michael, and we're so glad you joined us here today. In our last episode, we started discussing the topic of who was in your pit crew and interviewing parents that are hosting an au pair. An au pair, for some of you that may not understand what that word is, is an exchange program that allows young adults to join your home, and while they get to experience another country and attend a few classes at a university, They also help to give diversity to your family and they get to help be part of your kids' lives. Our last guest described the experience of hosting an au pair as a 300% improvement to her life. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Abby and Maddie, the creators of a blog called My Au Pair and Me, where they will share topics of au pair and host parent life and have also grown a community of host parents. The really interesting fact that I found that we all have in common is a Seattle connection. So let's jump in and listen in as we get to hear their stories of being a host parent. So I have another question for you. What has been the most rewarding part of being a host mom or being in this program? Who wants to go first? (laughs) Maddie. Maddie Yeah, I'll go. Um, I am one of those people who has a life that's extremely overcommitted. Um, I work full time. Now I have the Myo Pair and Me blog. I volunteer. I sign up for a lot of things and I'm always busy and on the run. And one of the things that's most rewarding for me is like when you get to the point with an au pair where she's part of the family enough to know that like this Thursday is going to be really hard. And like, I walk in the door and she's got my kids dressed in the cutest little outfits and they've drawn little pictures for me and they made me cookies. And she's like there with a cup of coffee and a hug. And she's like, I knew today was hard. Like you can't get that any other way. Like there's no other way to be integrated in a family and to like really know the ins and outs of this program until you like go through that perfect experience where that third adult in your house just like read your mind and everything was perfect and it's just it's the best part of this program I love that piece of this and then on the other side like being able to do that for my au pair like there are days where I know I'm going to walk into the house and she's just like pulling her hair out. The kids are being terrible. She needs help with the laundry and she needs help because the kitchen's a mess and like nothing went right. And the car broke and like, I can walk into the house and like do that same thing back. Like, wow, you had a hard day. Sit down. Like, here's your cup of coffee. Have a, have a biscuit. Um, Let me finish dinner. Like I got this. And, and we can really like tag team and and be a, a really strong pair. And how about you, Abby? So 
I really appreciate just the teamwork aspect because one of the things that we look for in an au pair is somebody who's outdoors and adventurous, especially being in Seattle, we're not like the location of fashion. So when you have au pairs who are very fashionable, it's like you should go to New York or, or LA, but don't come to Seattle because we wear flannel and plaid. Um, Thank you, Nirvana, Nirvana for doing that for us. <laughs> yes. But um, one of the things that I love is that, you know, I'm also a busy, busy mom. And so um, sometimes I'm taking care of things. And especially during COVID, I'm, I'm a former teacher before I became a tech writer. So the idea of homeschooling my kids, I'm so excited. And my husband's a teacher. So we just love it. But I also have to take meetings and such. And what I love about what she does is all of our au pairs actually have, they take the kids outside and they take them on bike rides and we live kind of near a forested area and they take the kids into the woods. Um, my mother-in-law, one of her favorite memories of our first au pair is she had them out. We have a, we have a half acre, we have a sport court. So we're a little bit out in the country and she had them on the basketball court and she had a whistle on her mouth and she was blowing the whistle like a coach and she she had them doing um calisthenics and warm-ups and stuff before they played basketball and they absolutely loved it because you know they'll they'll get it and they'll take it to her and they'll be like do this with us and then my au pair will be off duty and they'll be like oh can you just why don't you come for a walk with us will you take us to I'm like, no, she's off duty. You're not supposed to bother her anymore. But even the, our first au pair was a little bit like when she went off duty, she went to her room and she closed the door and she just kind of decompressed. But we also had two four-year-olds and a six-year-old. Now we have two eight-year-olds and a 10-year-old. And so she, um, this current au pair will also hang out with us. And if we watch a movie in the evening, she'll watch it with us. Um, but there's still bugging her to go do stuff and I just have to remind them she's off duty but sometimes as a family we'll go for a walk and she'll be like I'll go for a walk with you and I just love like the teamwork aspect because I can ask for her help like okay I have a meeting can you take them out of the house and then our au pair she's she's signed up for some new classes and they're Thursdays at three they're zoom classes they're 6 p.m eastern and so I'm like, you know what? I don't have any meetings ever Thursday at three. I'll take the kids Thursday at three for an hour. And just feeling that, that teamwork. And it, it really comes from being able to interview the au pair that's the right match for your family. There's a lot of au pairs that are good au pairs, but if they're not the right for your family, then they're not the good au pairs. Exactly. Um, it, it, it takes a, a true bond or a true match, as I say, because, you know, it sounds like you're both kind of like, you'd love for someone to be part of your family um, and like to go for extra walks or maybe sit down for dinner. I know that, you know, every au pair is different. Every family is different on kind of what they want in that independent street. Um, so it sounds really interesting that the pair even wants to go for a walk for, with you. I always sometimes say like, don't you want to decompress? Well, actually our pair loves to go for walks and she loves to go for bike rides with us. So I think that's even cool is to have kind of like what I call the family Peloton um, <laughs> where we all just have, like, we just go out for this massive bike ride. And of course people are like looking at us like, is your family really that big? And I'm like, yeah, 
it's kind of, and I just make a joke. I'm like, yeah, we're all a Peloton. Um, so so it, it all works. Um, so what maybe has been some of the most challenging parts of the program for you? Like, was it getting adjusted or was there another, you know, area or experience that you can share maybe where it might've been a challenge to kind of come into this program I can or maybe you experienced it? <laughs> I can do that pretty quickly. Um, with our second au pair, even though she was a really, really awesome person. She and my older son um, sometimes clashed because she also didn't know how to pick her battles. So she would treat everything as super important. And my parenting style is here are the boundaries of safety and then whatever you want to do inside. Eh. <laughs> like, like there's times in which you pick your battles and times you don't. And so um, eventually she did improve a lot. Um, but it was kind of stressful for a while trying to bring her parenting style and our parenting style into alignment. And even though she got along really well with the twins, also speaking with my oldest son, who was going through some sort of seven-year-old, six-year-old crisis, I don't know, but because he was being rude to teachers. It wasn't just the au pair. Um, and he's a very strong-willed person. He'll be a great adult. Um, Excellent. Now, hey, we like leadership. You got to be strong. But having him and the au pair clash heads. And so we just had to work through that. And did the LCC help you with that? Or how did, did you just kind of sit down and talk through things? Or did you give suggestions and support? Like, how did, how did you work through it? Um, we never really asked our LCC because we felt like we had it in our in hand. Um, the au pair, we were really lucky. She was very, um, she was very willing to try. It was just something completely new and foreign to her, the way that we parented. Um, so it wasn't that there was any sort of attitude problem on the au pair's part. It was all on my son's part. Um, and so because she was, she had the attitude of trying, like, I want to try. Then we had the attitude of let's communicate and work this out. And it was really tricky because we, we never wanted to correct the au pair in front of the children because we never ever wanted to take away her authority. Um, so what we would have to do is after the kids, you know, after her, she was off duty and after the kids went to bed, then we could have the discussions about what went well and what didn't went, go well and how we could do it better next time. Definitely. And how about you, Maddie? Um, what's been your biggest challenge maybe coming into the program? Yeah, I think my biggest challenge is um, separating my love for the au pair and the person um, from the ability and the quality of work that they give. Um, I like to bring them into my home. I want them to be part of my family. And when we had an au pair who wasn't working out, I spent a long time questioning that because I really liked her and we got along very well. Um, this was during my maternity leave. So I was home a lot. So I was home for her first six months and things really broke down as soon as I went back to work. And like, it was hard for me personally to get over like losing this person from my family because I loved her and we were great friends and being able to separate that from the fact that she wasn't the au pair that my family needed at that time. And that's okay. And like going into a rematch doesn't have to be this big, terrible moment it, it's more or less like we had to go through this this journey of deciding that this wasn't working we needed to move on and, 
and then being accepting of the fact that it, that's okay. Like you can love a person and have them be part of your family, but it not be the right time for them to be your old pair. Um, no, it makes sense. Um, I know probably there's many host parents that have gone through that same um, yeah. exact same scenario of how do you include somebody, um, you know, make them part of your family, and ultimately, um, how do you break up with that relationship when you need to break up? Um, so, what has been your biggest growth or personal development by joining the program? Hmm. I'm a micromanager. I like to do everything a certain way. Um, I've really grown in being able to delegate and then just let it go. Um, and my husband, like, I don't even correct him on how to stack the dishes in the dishwasher anymore because I, I now know that it's more important that the dishes get washed than how they're stacked. Um, and I know that I've, I've grown a lot from our, my first au pair to my third au pair. Um, and so with my third au pair, I'm like, here are the things that need accomplished and when they need to be accomplished. And I'm happy to give you tips and pointers. Um, there are still things that I do. Like I wash my clothes and the children's clothes because I have a special way that I want them washed in the washing machine. And like, yeah, I just, I still ha have control over washing the clothes, but then she and the children, and especially since the boys are old enough to help, um, she and them will fold it and put it away. But the, everything else, it's just like, here's what needs to happen, go. And learning how to let go. That's been a really great um, growth for me. Delegation is hard. <laughs> um, it is. It's, it's probably one of the hardest skills because I don't always know if our moms teach us this um, skill. Because I think, you know, sometimes when they were growing up, maybe they didn't have the means that like, we have today or the careers that we have today. So how do you kind of like delegate? How do you um, teach um, your team what to do? Um, so it's definitely a skill that you can grow into. So and just Matt, my personality yeah. as, a, as a tech writer, I am very detail oriented and I like the details. And so just learning to let go of the details. Exactly. Um, <laughs> luckily, I'm big picture, so I'm always glad when someone picks up the details for me. Uh, but, but definitely, it, it, it's all about that personality match that you have with that au pair as well. So Maddie, how about you? What has been your biggest personal growth or challenge? Or um, basically, what have you overcome from with a personal development from being in the au pair program? Um, for me, like, I think we talked about this a little bit before with my rematch. Like, I have a lot of attachment to my au pairs. They're my friends. I bring them in and like delegating to them is easy for me. I trust them quickly. I've never really had any issues with like letting go and letting them have things. I like to set the expectations early. Like my struggle is always when those expectations aren't met. Like how do you have that hard conversation with somebody who you care for deeply and then like can't get away from? So like how do you have a hard conversation and then your pair still lives with you? And so that's been really beneficial for me, like to take back into my work life. So like have a hard conversation that's constructive and building and be able to set the expectation. And then like the next day, be able to like go back into a meeting with this person and like having a better relationship instead of one that was damaged in having this difficult conversation. Um, that's really the biggest gain I've had from this. And it's huge when you, when you go to work the next day and you talk to somebody and you're friendly and. Exactly. 
and that you can help someone build. So it's a culture of building and building that trust, right? So, and it's an open relationship. So you can have that open dialogue and communication across all parties. Um, I think that's also been a, a huge learning for me as well as how do I have a tough conversation? Um, maybe when something didn't go the way it needed to go, uh, but still kind of have that forgiving heart and kind of come back and be able to help everybody grow in the situation. So it's not just me. It's, it's everybody. Hey, it's a learn. I always say it's a learning. It's not a mistake. It's a learning. Um, so usually we have this attitude of, Hey, there's no mistakes in my house. It's just called learning. And as long as you learn from it once and you don't do it again, we're all good. Right. And yeah. so we kind of have this whole motto. So um, I'm glad to hear that, you know, it, it's, it's coming easier and easier um, each time to have that conversation. Hey, it's Mary Michael here. Okay, I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. As we enter into a pit stop break, I thought it might be a good time to tell you about some of the resources to live your best life and where you can find them on our website. As you build your dream team, or as I say, your family pit crew, I've worked with many successful host parents on how they interview to find a true team player to be part of their family pit crew. After a few years of research and some trial and error on my part, I've come up with the ultimate interview guide with over 150 questions to ask a potential au pair. Also, I give you a step-by-step guide on how to conduct the interviews and how to even interview the parents of the au pair. That's right, you heard me correctly. I actually interview the parents of the au pair. That has been one of my secrets of finding the best au pair has been getting to know their parents. Upon researching and interviewing host parents, nine out of 10 felt like they were not asking the right questions. Don't let this be you. As you build your dream team, every family is unique and make sure that you get the right match with your family. You can find the interview guide on our website at innovateology.com. That's www.innovateology.com under team parent and check out our ultimate interview guide. If you're driving, please don't write this down keep driving. Once your car is parked, you'll find all the links located in our show notes. Okay, now back to the show. So how do you define a perfect fit for your family? Um, is there like a particular country or culture? What do you look for in an au pair for that perfect blend in your family? Like what has worked well? Um, and can you share any tips and tricks? And I know you have a blog that probably has a little bit more about some of this um, tips for looking for an au pair, but can you share some? Let me start. Um, what I look for in an au pair is very different than what Abby looks for. And we've talked at length about like what works for me versus what works for her. When I look for an au pair, I immediately look for au pairs who catch my eye. So assuming that they all have childcare experience, assuming that they all can speak English, like putting some of those natural things aside, like I'm looking for an au pair who has something about her who is, or what is remarkable. So like we had an au pair who was a professional pianist and she was an amazing piano player. We had an au pair who was really into horseback riding and she was very committed to horseback riding and she had passion around this. Um, We had another au pair who I decided to interview because in her video, she had a giant nine inch nails poster behind her and she was wearing dark makeup. And we had another au pair who I decided to interview because she had a giant tattoo of a fish on her shoulder. And like 
just like personality wise, like I like au pairs who are willing to show themselves and show their personality and, and really be themselves in their videos and in their pictures. Because like, yeah, she could have covered up that fish tattoo, but ultimately her decision to show her beautiful fish tattoo is the reason I interviewed her. And like, that's the kind of personality I want from an au pair. I want them to be open and honest. I want them to feel free to share their lives with me and their, um, their cool tattoos and their relationships and like really be a friend and part of the family. And like, I know a lot of those things would turn other host families off, but that was important to me. Like, that's what I want to see from an au pair, somebody who's open and and willing to show that's very unique and thanks for sharing that because i know sometimes people might not always show their tattoos or show their real side um but i think it is so important to see all sides of that au pair and what what your roommate's going to be like are they are they not afraid to show it so abby how about you so my husband is a high school like i mentioned before he's a high school band director and so he works with the 15 to 18 year old students all the time and he's really good at reading people, whereas I'm a little bit more awkward and uh, like I'm technical savvy. Um, so what we do is between he and I, we sit down and we come up with some basic requirements to look for. Um, mostly, so I filter out things like, are they allergic to cats? Well, they can't be because we have cats in our household. Um, do they like the outdoors or are they more fashion oriented? You know, just the, the basic things. And then once we get that down, then we start looking at videos. Um, my husband won't look at anybody who doesn't have a video because he wants to see how they talk and how they move. And then after we look at the videos then he's like, oh, she's going to be super awkward because he likes to, uh, he's really loud. So we also need somebody who's a strong enough personality that, and also my boys are super loving, but also super scattered. <laughs> and so we need somebody who's a strong enough personality that they can deal with my three boys, big personalities, and also deal with my husband's big personality. Um, so somebody who likes the outdoors, somebody who can fit in with our household, and then somebody who can fit, in with us. And so once we look at the videos, then we interview. Sometimes they're already matched with other families. And then sometimes they match with us and you only need one. Exactly. No, that's very interesting. Um, I know every host family has a different way in which they choose their profile. So how do you convince an au pair to come to Seattle when they may want to go to New York City, Miami, California? How do you get them to come to Seattle? What, what has been some of your selling points to get them to, you know, be interested? A lot of people don't even know where Seattle is on the map. Um, so how do you kind of explain that in your, in your profile? Hiking in the outdoors. Like we have mountains and forests. And so if they're the outdoorsy type, athletic type, sporty type, then they like to come to Seattle. Also, if they have any sort of love of, uh, like Nirvana, <laughs> then they're like, yes, I'm going to go to that city with coffee and forests and everything else. Um, also, we, we have trade-offs. Um, like we allow the, the, both Maddie and I are the same in that we tell our au pairs, you are an adult. If you act like an adult, we will treat you like an adult. And so we don't really have curfews. Um, 
or and we also have third cars for our, our au pairs so that helps too excellent and yeah. so how do you um do you have like rules about if they can go into the city with the car or do they have to take mass transit in how does that work we do have they can't take the the car into downtown seattle but we also point out to them that parking's twenty dollars an hour in seattle and they're like oh yeah and we we help them we're like tell you what here's what we do we drive here and then we just take the shuttle into seattle and that's what you can do and they're like yeah and it's like here's an orca card i'll give you an orca card which is our bus pass they're like oh thank you and so um, we just and most of what they want to do is uh not necessarily in the middle of downtown so it's not that bad excellent and maddie how about you what's your perspective um how are you selling seattle to your future au pairs i've never sold seattle never once have i needed to um i sell my family this is who we are this is what we like to do i send pictures of us on vacation with our past au pairs i send pictures of us um, we have a cabin um, it's about an hour and a half outside of the Seattle area. And so like, we have a tiny little cabin in the woods. You can use it. We are there every other weekend, which means you can be in the house by yourself two weekends a month, or you can come with us. And um, there's so many other things about our family that don't have anything to do with necessarily being in Seattle. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've only once ever had an au pair who's turned down an offer to match. And it was because I had a Rottweiler, not because of the city or my rules or the perks or what it's like living with my family. Um, she just wasn't comfortable living in a house with a Rottweiler. And, you know, I'm glad she turned me down because I don't want a match coming to my house who's not comfortable with my whole family, including my dog. Excellent. All right, we're coming to a close with part two with Abby and Maddie. Join us next week as we go into part three and get a little bit more deeper into some of the questions uh, as we deal with what it's like to homeschool with COVID. All right, so with that, I'm going to end this episode. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. This podcast, like others, is helping document the host family life and how it's been a positive impact for not only being a cultural exchange program, but also as a way to open up boundaries for the next generation. If you're a host family, we want to hear from you. And we would love for you to join our podcast and share your story. Our goal is to share positive stories that change lives forever and support cultural diversity and inclusion within our families, and ultimately hopefully make an impact to save the J-1 visa program. Visit our website under Team Parent for more details on how to contact us and get on our podcast. Until then, go Team Parrot. You have been listening to the Innovate Your Life with Mary Michael. Tune in again to learn more about how you can innovate your life and realize your purpose and dreams and live your best life. Visit www.innovateyourlife.today. A special thanks to those that make this show possible. Our show is produced by Melissa, the master artist. Our co-host is Linda, the collaborator, catalyst, and connector. And our show is recorded and edited in the spare time of Mary Michael. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.